0: God met me in that place where he wooed me, he drew me, he spoke belovedness over me. The Lord knew that he needed to build me up in that season of speaking wife over me, speaking the bride Mm. of Christ, speaking beloved, speaking, you know, just beautiful and wonderful and fearfully made.
1: Hello and welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. My name is Marnie Clark, and I'm so glad you chose to join us today. Hebrews four twelve tells us that the Word of God is living and active, and that is how today's guest experienced reading Isaiah fifty four. Catherine Hall says God met her in those verses. We are so thrilled to welcome Catherine to our show. She is a coach for small groups at Church of the Highlands and co owner, along with her husband Nathan, of Wasabi Wands, a restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama you will hear her encouraging story of God's restoration of her marriage as well as how he remained so close with her during those broken years assuring her constantly of his love for her well I'm so thrilled to be here with my new friend Catherine Hall we were just talking before and just saying how wonderful it is to make all of these new connections and that is one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast. A few episodes ago, we talked with Jackie Taylor and she said, you need to to have my friend Catherine Hall on the podcast because when I told her about Meet Me and Isaiah and that I had just done this, she said, well, I know exactly what passage I would talk about. And I, I was like, well, that sounds great. Catherine, I am so excited for you guys. This is really neat timing. I feel like we have so much we can talk about so many places this this episode could go, but um, you guys just had some big news, you and your husband.
0: Yeah, we do. So we um, signed papers to become business owners of Wasabi Wines downtown Birmingham. We signed papers in January and we just announced with the launch and everything of it this past week so we are super excited. And yeah. Yeah. To well, get to serve the people of Birmingham.
1: Well, I've been wanting to try that. I heard, I've heard it. I think I heard it advertised maybe on WDJC years yeah. ago. And, um, okay. and so that stuck out in my mind and I've always thought I need to try that. Well, now I'm just going to try it. Yeah. Like absolutely. So, <laughs> same um,
0: same for me. I heard, um, The same about WDJC, I heard it on the radio, and I was like, sushi burritos, that sounds interesting, (laughs) and then probably a year or two after that, I was with my mom and my girls, we were just out shopping, having a girls day, um, and we tried the one on 280, and it was wonderful, I had the Destin, it was crab, shrimp, and I just loved it, and my husband and I, we love sushi, we have it at least twice a week. So it was just a God thing because we were like, they need to bring sushi to Helena, and we had been oh. saying that for years. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's so neat. Well, so so tell me how did how did this all happen? How did how did you guys get hooked up with um with wasabi wands?
0: Yeah. So um, God was really just in twenty twenty. Um, the Lord. It's funny because a lot of people were dealing with a lot of hardship in that season, and while yes, I don't negate that one bit. Um, the Lord did really open some doors of opportunity for us. Um, I go to Church of the Highlands, and I love my church. Shout out, Church of the Highlands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we've, had a, we've had several Church of the Highlands guests.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, we go to the River Chase campus, and, you know, God had really just called me. Um, in that season, he had called me to Highlands College. So shortly before 2020, I knew that was my next step. Um, I had been leading small groups and just love women pouring into them and just people in general, right? My family um, is first ministry. And so as I had finished Highlands College, I was really just praying and saying, Lord, where do you want to lead me? Before that, I had done nursing for 15 years, worked at some doctor's offices, women's clinic at Brookwood, um, and then the rehab as well. And a lot of life lessons that the Lord taught me through all that, but finishing up, I knew that with the nursing, I wanted to continue in my plans. So I wanted to continue to become a better nurse, kind of climb that ladder of success in life. And the Lord was really just putting on my heart something different. And he said, go to Highlands College. So he made a way for that, finished up Highlands College, really praying about direction, my husband and I. And um, and in 2020, God just radically um, restored our marriage in a big way. My husband had been dealing with um, some issues, some chronic pain and physical ailments and things like that that had gone on for several years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so God really just began restoring in 2020. And we were heading to the gym. We were going to work out. And it's pretty cool to see the spiritual picture of how he was restoring us spiritually. But at the same time, he was restoring our bodies physically and we were gaining more muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and um, we had passed um, our little Old Town Helena area and we noticed a food truck on the side with Sabi wands. And I had tried it a year prior, like I said before. And I s- looked at my husband. I said, do you want to skip the gym and go get sushi? And take it home to the girls. That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, let's do it. So we went over there, we met the owners, started talking to them, and we were like, Y'all gotta bring sushi to Helena. Bring one of these here. And they were like, We would, but we don't have anybody to work. It's 2020. <laughs> so we well, were that's like, true. Oh, we understand. <laughs> um, and so my husband just talked to him and he had been in a motorcycle accident a year prior to this. He was rehabbing his leg as well. He was doing heating and air before that. So he knew that that trade was going to be hard with the current pain that he was dealing with. So he said, well, I'm not working at the moment. I would love to help y'all out. Um, If you have a stool or something that I can sit on, I can prep food. And the wife whipped around the corner in the food truck. And she was like, yes, I do have a stool. And yes, you can come and do that. Oh, wow that's pretty much he got the job on the spot um it was just a god connection like i said before we were not looking for restaurant whatsoever and god just brought them into our life they go to highlands as well they're a wonderful wonderful family um and they are all family and god based with the restaurant and so i just love that my husband started working for them um And he just went above and beyond. He said that he just knew that he was supposed to do every little thing excellent that he could, you know, the things that were not asked of him. He just went ahead and did it. Um, And the owners took notice. They saw that. And at the same time, my husband saw what a wonderful concept, what a wonderful restaurant that this is. And he really wanted to have a part in it a little bit more than just working. And so as time went on, as they saw him working hard, he approached them and said, um, you know, hey, would y'all be interested in franchising? And they said, yes. We started looking. Um, We looked in Tuscaloosa, a few different areas. Doors kept closing. Nothing was opening. And then um, shortly after that, they approached us and said, well, what do you think about taking over our Birmingham store? And we said, you know, my husband called me that day. At this point, I was working from home as a nurse, and he called me, and he was just like, what do you think, Catherine? And I said, I think we should do it. So <laughs> after prayer consideration, we said yes, and signed papers in January, and now we are the owners of Wasabi Wines downtown, and we're super excited for this chapter in our life.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that story and just how God led, led you guys. I mean, it's he
0: really did.
1: It seems like where he put something right in front of us. It's, it's never something that I would have even dreamed up. Yeah. Um, It's nothing that would have entered my mind, but he always, he has it worked out and he just, he just hands it to us on a silver platter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, he does exceedingly abundantly above and beyond and his plans are so much better than ours. We think we know what's best for us or what we want. But he's like, no, I already made that plan for you before I made you. I made your purpose. And then I made you. Oh, that's so good. I just love that. That's
1: so good. The Ephesians 2.10 is. Yes. um, Created. Workmanship. Yes. Yes. Created for a purpose. Oh, that's so neat. And, you know, and I'm always, I'm always trying to figure God out, but he's so big. And he, you know, it's like, what is he going to do? What does this mean? What's next? And it's he's just, he's just too big. He's, so I was thinking about the verses in second Corinthians. Is it Mm -hmm. second Corinthians or first Corinthians where it says, um, no eyes seen, no ear is heard.
0: I love that one. Um,
1: that, those verses are actually quoted from Isaiah.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. So Isaiah, let's
1: see, Isaiah 64. Let me see if I can find it because you're talking about that. And I'm like, you just, he's so much bigger he he had it all laid yes. out for you guys yeah. um oh oh my goodness okay this is so fun so the verse before it says this it says when you did awesome things which we did not expect
0: mm, Isn't that neat? I love that. it wow. says you came
1: down the mountains quaked at your presence and then the next verse is the one that's quoted in first corinthians 2 it says For from of old, they have not heard nor perceived by ear. Neither has the eye seen a God besides you who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. Mm. So that's, that's super neat. He did awesome things that y'all did not expect and he acted on behalf of Of you guys who waited for him. Well, you had, so when Jackie mentioned that um, you'd be a great guest on the podcast, she said that that you had a passage that means a lot to you and Isaiah.
0: Yes, yes. So um, when I spoke to Jackie and she mentioned that you said, Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, I was like, oh, my goodness. I know exactly. (laughs) Um, Because it was definitely just one of those verses where, It was almost like God made some of the things that we walk through make sense. Um, I think we're always, as human beings, trying to make sense of things. But it was just like he put word to the pain, I guess you could say. Hmm. And so just to give you a little bit of backstory, uh, my husband and I are going on 18 years married. We've got two teenage daughters. Well, one preteen. I'm teenager. (laughs) (laughs) So pray for us. But no, they are wonderful. Um, But so we married young, we grew up together, we um, carried baggage into our marriage, so to speak, and God really just found us in that place and has really just um, done a work in both of our hearts. So we've gotten to see each other in a lot of different seasons in life. Um, And so a few years into our marriage, my husband's sister was chronically ill with chronic kidney disease. And she um, had already had a transplant at this point in her life. Um, she was developing gangrene in her tissues. So mm. it was a sad situation. One day she would do dialysis. And then the um, what they wanted to do, the plan, was to do the oxygen chamber on the day she was not in dialysis. Um, I can't give the full story justice. My mother-in-law can do so much better. But mm. from what I do know, um, that was just a really um, no way to live, you know, her quality of life, um, was definitely diminishing. And she was a Christian. She knew the Lord and she had peace. She was like, mom, I just can't do this anymore. So she ended up just saying, I want to call hospice in and I'm ready to go on to eternity. And, um, you know, that was a hard time. It was early twenties for me. Like I said, I was married at this point. Um, we had had our first daughter, Raising her and walking through this with my husband because um, they were really close. I mean, they weren't close in age necessarily, but they were really close friendship wise. Oh. And um, so, you know, they said that they were going to call hospice in. And so we ended up having a celebration of life service before she passed away. And my husband's uncle gave his testimony at the front. And I had grown up in church from the time I was in diapers. (laughs) I had (laughs) gotten saved a few times. (laughs) Once when I was about, maybe my sister was 11. I was nine. um, Went down to the front altar, kind of followed my sister down. A few years later at a youth group, we were watching a movie on eternity. And I just knew that I wanted to be in heaven and not the opposite in hell one day. And so I went into a little room with some volunteers from the church. And I said, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And. I knew that was a real decision I made. Um, shortly after that, just like anyone in life, there was some um, pains and divorce in my family and things like that that we had to walk through. And so those were the years that I strayed. I think I was mad at God. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do my thing. And so strayed throughout the teenage years, um, but truly came back to the Lord at that celebration of life funeral service. Wow. <laughs> That's, that Romans eight twenty eight that all things work together. For the good of those who love God that are called according to his purpose.
1: And so your sister-in-law was still, this was before she passed? So Was she
0: there? She was there. Wow. Yes. How neat. Even my mother-in-law. So she got to see all that. Yeah. Wow. And even with my mother-in-law's pain, knowing that God did use that for some purpose um, to touch his daughter-in-law, who would later go on through a season where she needed that faith and she needed that strength in Christ. Um, has been really huge to look at it that way.
1: That is so beautiful.
0: But so my husband, he gave a testimony. I went down to the front, gave my heart to the Lord. I said, I'm coming back to you, Jesus. And then um, I don't know if it was like a full surrender, but it was definitely, yes, Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm coming home. And then I remember a few years after that, because one thing, you know, was my husband grew up in church as well, but he'll tell you he was as far away from God as anyone could be. Um, He had a lot of anger and resentment from maybe his sister's passing, different things like that. And so there was definitely that spiritual disconnect, that spiritual um, separation, so to speak, in our relationship. And I remember one thing that i was holding on to i was like well god i want to surrender to you but um you know my husband is not quite there yet i want him to be there as well Mm. and i know a lot of women can relate to that and so you know i really just hope in sharing my story that i can encourage somebody today to keep praying keep pressing keep believing god's promises for your marriage for your family whatever it may be but um So we were at Wendy's, not we, I was at (laughs) Wendy's in the drive-thru. And I remember God was really just impressing on my heart, you know, surrender, surrender to me. And at the same time, like I said, I was still holding on to that, um, not fully surrendered. And so at the Wendy's drive-thru, he said, Catherine, it's not going to be you and your husband before me at the throne seat of judgment. It's going to be you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be your life that you have to account for before me one day. And that was like a pivotal shift in my heart of just being like, okay, God, (laughs) I trust Mm -hmm. you. You know, you um, say that you can turn the hearts of Kings. You can move mountains. Nothing is impossible with our God. Nothing is too hard for him. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I did. I surrendered mid twenties. I was like, okay, Lord. Shortly after that, we found church of the Highlands, got more involved um started in small groups and all that and um it was just a beautiful time but at the same time as i was growing in the lord and god was really moving in my heart as i'm about to share the verse um, and just kind of that season of pain because i guess we could go back to that because as anyone can imagine as a young wife you are giddy, you're joyful, love being married. Married is wonderful. Marriage is one of the greatest gifts God has given us. Um, but at the same time, if you're in a season of maybe being alone in your marriage, so to speak, mm. um, it's, it's not as easy, but the Lord met me in Isaiah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so the verse is, um, do not be afraid. So I'm in Isaiah 54, 4. Do not be afraid, you will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace, you will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your Maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name, the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife, deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandon you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer.
1: I'm really glad that you told your story before you read that, because yeah. I'm like, wow, I bet. Yeah. I mean, married, young, all of it. Yeah, is right there. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful.
0: I mean, when I read that, I was just like, yes, that's exactly how I felt in that season. Wow. And just God met me in that place where he wooed me. He drew me. He spoke belovedness over me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in that season, I feel like it was just a season of romance and intimacy with the Lord. Like he was showing me that he's my husband and the places where my husband may not be at that moment. Right. Um, and just giving me verses though, to pray over my marriage over these years, um, and see the man of God, my husband is today and such a sweet, humble man, I mean, to see what God has done and continues to do has been nothing short of amazing.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. I mean,
1: so many things there. So many, I think we could have so many episodes just talking about what you just said. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, when you talked about that moment in the drive through, what really impressed upon me is that it sounded like God was wanting you to give up something, but he was really wanting to give you something. He wanted you to to take off the burden that you were holding. Yeah. So when he said surrender, you know, sometimes I know like when I was, and I can identify with you saying as a child, it was like, okay, I, I went to the front again and I went to the front again, you know, that work. And it was like that mindset of, oh, like God is, trying to take something from me but he was trying to take your burden of of your husband's salvation and that that is so beautiful yes so beautiful like the woman at the well when he said um he asked her for something he said give me a drink and then he said but if you only knew who you were talking to you would ask me and I would give you living water so which is is what he did for you
0: yeah And I think so many people can hold on to control Mm -hmm. or hold on to the things that they think are going to make them happy or maybe just feel like in that moment they're in in charge. But at the same time, like you're saying, I mean, it's just a lie, the enemy, you know, that we think we have to hold on to that or that we can't let go. And sometimes I think too it's those areas of maybe pain that we've walked through that we've allowed to become our identity. Yeah. Um in a sense and so just taking on the identity in Christ and saying who he is and knowing that you know in Christ we are complete, you mm. know. Without him we're nothing, but in him we can bear much fruit.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. John 15. Mm-hmm. Yes. Abide in me.
0: Amen. And I honestly feel like, you know, the Lord knew that he needed to build me up in that season of speaking wife over me, speaking the bride Mm. of Christ, speaking beloved, speaking, you know, just beautiful and wonderful and fearfully made. Um, And then just filling in all those gaps in life. And so, you know, because after that, we walked through a season where my husband continued to um, live for the ways of the world and. Like I said before, he had chronic pain that he dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we fought addiction for years. And um, and through resources, through the local church, the body of Christ, um, small groups, women speaking life and encouragement over me. Through God and his word and his promises that he gave me in seasons. Um, has just been so amazing to see um, just what God has done. I feel like lately God's just being like, be about the Father's business, you know? And life is too short. We're a bit of vapor, here today, gone tomorrow. Like, yeah, we've got, there's so many people out there who just need to hear about Jesus, hear about our stories, hear about the saving grace of God. Like, it's not something that we're just in Sunday school talking about. Like, mm-hmm. this was truly a lifeline for me. Yeah, You know, and...
1: And you can't help but talk about it. It yeah. comes out, I know yeah. when I was younger and I it was like a burden. I, it felt like a burden, like I need to tell people about Jesus. I need to. But what happens is God gives us a beautiful testimony and it, you just can't help but talk about it. Yeah. I mean it just flows out so beautifully. Yeah. And I wish people could see your beautiful countenance. <laughs> oh, <yours too. laughs> One day, thank you. One day we'll we'll get we'll get it together and get video. But um yeah. yes, that's just it's so amazing. That lot well, those verses in Isaiah sixty four that God did awesome things that yeah. you did not expect. And also did awesome things I you may have expected. Right. So what yeah. was it like walking through that did you have times when you thought it isn't going to come through or or did was it always just like god gave you a promise and you kind of (laughs) had that rock you're standing on because sometimes god supernaturally will give you the faith and say this is going to come through right right um because you know i mean it depends it depends obviously on both people and so yeah you know some women fight but then they know that you know, abuse or different things, they they can't keep fighting, but it sounds like that you were able to keep fighting. God gave you a promise.
0: Well, I mean, like you were saying, it was not easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's, that's the whole point of this is like, I've told the Lord, I did not walk through that pain. For no purpose. Like <laughs> I want you to get the glory in this. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean there were seasons, especially probably about toward the end of it, we went through a freedom small group. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that Highlands offers. Um, it's where you leave your yesterdays behind, the shame, the past, the regrets, and just allow the Lord to bring healing and hope and redemption. And it's an amazing curriculum you get with small group leaders. They pray over you weekly. So it's just very powerful mm-hmm. time of God moving. Um, and so we went through that. And and that was kind of when I was at the tail end of it. Um, we had walked through um, some miscarriages in 17, and that was a mm. season of brokenness. Yeah, um, And even in that, God gave me that verse that I feel like brought... Um, such healing, you know, that he will give us beauty for ashes, the mm. of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Mm. And I had worked at the women's clinic before that happened for five years, ministering to women who had walked through miscarriages, ministering oh, to infertility yeah. patients, um, you know, menopause, all kind of stuff, <laughs> everything. And that's honestly where some of that calling came from with Highlands College. It's like... I would just sit in that nurse's office talking to patients and like the Lord would just move through me, you know, to these women. And I was amazed. I mean, I was like, who am I that you would use me, you know? Wow. Um, But it was, it it was just such a humbling season and so much that I feel like God just taught me in that season. But so after that season, I could empathize. Whereas Mm -hmm. before I could only, you know, just hear their story. Um, but truly I knew what that pain was after that season and so we had walked through that and then like I was saying I was just in a season of you know brokenness honestly I was like okay Lord here's the shattered pieces if you say you can do something with them do something yeah Um, and you know he was so faithful just to comfort and love on me during that time and then send us to the freedom group and where we received prayer at the very end, our um, small group leaders at the very last session, my husband wanted most of the time when you go to the conference, it's individual prayer that you get. But at the very end, my husband wanted us to be prayed over together because we went into this marriage freedom group together. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was understandable. So our small group leaders got word of that and they were like, of course we'd love to pray with y'all, you know? And so um, at the very end, they just, just prayed over us, and it was just a powerful time of worship and prayer, and, and I just believed that that was what I needed to mm-hmm. continue to believe God's promises, because I was about to put my hands up, Yeah, you know, and, and there came a time where I said enough is enough, mm-hmm. and God, through resources and through um, just spending time with Him, you know, I just knew that, and my husband will say that was also a turning point in his life because mm-hmm. he realized what he was going to have to lose if he didn't change his ways. And he thanks God for that, yeah. you know, and I do too. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is yeah. to just put your hands up and say, okay, no more, you yeah. know, set the, ba- the
1: boundary. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: We can go all on about boundaries too, because <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely um, just very important in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that the
0: moment when your husband like decided
1: or what what was the moment when he decided to to surrender?
0: Yeah, honestly, I mean, it was like 2020. um, After that motorcycle accident, it was just a freak accident. He was riding on our street and a little boy walked out in front of him day before Mm. Easter 2020. And you know, the little boy, it was kind of getting dark and he just stopped like a deer in headlights. So my husband had to lay over his bike and that crushed his leg. Oh. But in that, you know, it was almost just like God was like, stop, just stop you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, and that was honestly like the turning point is mm-hmm. after that, he realized that he couldn't continue, you know, going his own way. He realized that it was time to turn to the Lord and wow. seek help yeah so we did I don't know
1: why it seems like it's so often in pain it's mm-hmm. just how we are that oh, yeah sometimes yeah. that's what it takes to, you to know, surrender
0: and I mean I've even heard Joyce Meyer you know say with all the horrible things that she dealt with but like yeah. I don't think I would have it another way Even though I've heard Lisa Turker say, I wish this was not my story Mm -hmm. um, or it's not supposed to be that way. And yes, there are many times I've said that. Of course, in the flesh, I say that every day. (laughs) (laughs) But like truly, I was listening to Christy Knuckles because I love her too um, and her podcast. And she was like, truly, the gift of our life is just presence, just being present with the Mm -hmm. Lord and the Mm -hmm. Lord's presence in our day to day. Like in the Lord's presence is fullness of joy. Because um, you can go and you can try all different kind of things in this world to try to satisfy that hunger of mm-hmm. your soul. Mm-hmm. You know, that void that people may feel even right now as they're listening, that they may just sense there's got to be something more. Yeah. I know in my early 20s, that's how I felt. I was like, is this all <laughs> life has to <laughs> offer? Um, but then Jesus came. And just like that woman at the well, like just yeah. that taste of. And here's living water that you don't have to thirst anymore. Whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, whatever you're trying to attain, it's in me. Yeah. And so with everything that we've walked through, I would just say, like, I wouldn't have it any other way because I would not have met Jesus Mm -hmm. like I've met him. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. All the different attributes that I do, you know, I know I've got a long ways to go, <laughs> believe me. but um, just as healer, just as husband, just as Lord, as redeemer, as comforter, mm. as friend, you know, I mean, all the different attributes of God that we sometimes take for granted because we just forget, you know. One other thing I was going to say, too, is um, that other verse where he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. One thing that I heard uh, very recent a pastor say is that word rest is also um, like translated as that word Eden like in the beginning, because God made the heavens and the earth and all that. And on the seventh day, he rested. Mm -hmm. And that was before the fallen man. So it really just spoke to me that God wants to come and redeem all those things in our life that are broken, all those things that sin, the world has tainted and touched. Like that's what he came for, for redemption. And he will one day come back and make all things new. But even on this side, you know, we can, he says, Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it to us fullest and have it abundantly, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: that we can have his presence and him with us now and not just
0: have to wait. Yes. And Uh it doesn't promise a problem free or trial free life, but he does promise his presence and in his presence, like Psalms 103, like we have you know, forgiveness of sins, healing of all diseases. Don't forget his benefits. I love that. Yes. Yeah. 103. Yes. It's like, don't forget, don't yes. forget all the benefits. Yeah, So it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh. He is.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your testimony. I know that yes. that is encouraging so many people, so many women, and that you get to minister to who are in a, in a place where they, they really need Jesus as, their husband and and all of us all of us need him in that way every day so I love that when you read the um Isaiah 54 it's so cool for us to be able to to hear it through the lens of the cross and um one thing I wanted to bring out in case it can be confusing um is what did it say for a brief moment Mm
0: -hmm. I, abandoned, I you. abandoned
1: you and yeah. that's what that's what Jesus took you know mm. when when the father yeah. turned his face away from Jesus he he did but yeah, for us on this side of the cross we never have to face even amen. a brief moment of abandonment amen so. That's so
0: good I've often wondered that I'm glad he said that yeah because it's <laughs> yes. hard and that
1: was really hard for me um, sometimes back So I've had sort of a lifelong struggle with assurance of salvation. I think, Mm -hmm. I think you, you reference like some of the, and I think some of it's from childhood, like being in a situation where watching the movies, the scary movies about heaven or hell and left behind (laughs) and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I watched a really old version of it. That was like, really scary it was like a 70s version or something Mm -hmm. but um so I would as a child read some of the Old Testament and go oh oh no oh no but it's like to be able to really see how Jesus literally took all of that he even took God's you know brief forsaking um, of him and so that we would never have to have a minute or a millisecond without him
0: amazing you know, and, and like we're just now getting through Easter. And so it's just nice to be able to reflect on, yes, like Jesus went to that cross. And I think one of the verses that I keep hearing, too, or I've heard in the last few weeks is like he didn't wince. He didn't make a mm. noise or a sound. And it's like how all that pain. But he did that for us, yeah. for the joy set before him. He endured the cross Wow. Um, and that joy is us. You know, he saw us and he saw future us and the things that we would do to glorify the father, because that's what Jesus came for, was to glorify the father. Can you,
1: that's hard to imagine, like the verses, um, I know there's Zephaniah 3, it's like he rejoices over us with singing. We're, we're what brings him joy. That is just, that is just mind blowing. Yeah. The gospel is mind blowing.
0: I agree. Mm
1: Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook, or you can send us a message at info at meetmeandisaiah.com.